welcoming on to Let's Talk Autism podcast. We are welcoming back Blossoming Autism. Hello. Hi. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm really good. I'm so, so excited, aren't we, Chris, to have you back on today. Um, it's been a while. I was trying to think. The last episode, I think, is when you come on, because you've got three children, haven't you? I do, I do. And I, I came on when you were doing... You were doing like the loads of episodes. Oh for... yeah, the the podcast marathon. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's oh, the one. That That's the one. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Did we never do like a, a full episode together. No, we didn't. Oh, I didn't even realise, did you, Chris? That seems so long ago. Um. Oh right. Well, that was only seven minutes. So you're going to have to expand for us today, <laughs> Blossom. Really expand for us. Back to the start. You tell us about your three children, and then what's happened since then yeah so I've got um three children two boys and a girl all diagnosed uh autistic and one with ADHD well probably two but one officially diagnosed ADHD um, we've got dyspraxia we've got all sorts there's all sorts thrown into the into the mix sensory processing disorder that's a big that's a big one um yeah so that's them yeah so how old are they all my eldest son is Zane. then I've got my daughter who is 13 and then I've got my smallest who is 10 oh my god so quite a journey there and quite a mix of ages so you've had your first child yeah so your first child's autistic yes yeah all, all three are all three are yeah so all three autistic. so first child when were they diagnosed my eldest was diagnosed when he was I'm gonna say he was six he was six but I had known honestly since he was one maybe even before that um and we'd just been going through the process all that time so yeah he was six then my other son was also diagnosed when he was six and then my daughter was not diagnosed until I'm gonna say 11 I'm gonna say 11 I think it was around 11 must have been around the time must have been around the time I first started my first account which was in lockdown so it was around that sort of that sort of time but again I'd known for a really long time but um there seemed to be these barriers to uh to females being diagnosed was that frustrating um, for you because obviously your yeah. two boys have been diagnosed yeah um and then you know they've been diagnosed quite early on as well yeah. like six yeah. is quite early isn't it yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah and then your daughter you did I'm taking that you see the signs more or less the same sort of time and yeah it really frustrated me and I I was I was looking for referrals to outside agencies you know looking for places that would specialize in females on the autistic spectrum because I was just getting nowhere I was just getting nowhere there was no behavioral issues as far as school were concerned there's you know some learning learning delays but um nothing that was that was flagging up you know so it, it was incredibly frustrating uh, and they 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 put us through the ringer a bit for that yeah that is just so frustrating isn't it because you know there's this thing that oh because they're not causing a disruption at school 
then why should they do anything about it? Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah, absolutely. It was really, you know, me seeing her anxiety at home that made mm. it like parents just end up in this like desperate battle where they're trying to get through these like golden gates to the pediatric referral and it just keeps getting knocked back and I don't think that's that's getting any better now is it um no. you know if anything I think it's probably getting worse okay so since we last spoke to Blossom she's had her own um diagnosis um can you go ahead and just tell us about that how it all came around and how um, your everything's going now yeah um well everything's going fine <laughs> it's been a funny sort of year but um I, I think I've suspected for a really long time that I was probably autistic and it's not a big leap if you've got three autistic children to perhaps um question whether or not um you know you might be as well so I kind of put it to the back burner and just thought well I'd wait until I would got the children's diagnosis secure before I even considered looking into my own um because there's only so much you can manage at one time really isn't there so I went to the GP with you know my concerns for want of a better word and um yeah he referred me he referred me from there but I was on the waiting list for a couple of years so it was it, it sort of sat in the pipeline for a little while and um I nearly I nearly pulled out multiple times but stuck with it and um yeah I'm glad I did did the doctor uh, lead you to any like adult provisions or anywhere where you can get any sort of assistance at all or was it just like oh yeah here you go here's your diagnosis and have a good life in short no like they sort of signposted me to where you can contact the National Autistic Society for example if you've got um you know for further support or yeah stuff like that but but no essentially it was it was here's your diagnosis and and off you go and they they did they did a really good follow-up appointment I mean I didn't like like I I was saying a bit earlier I I didn't I didn't expect honestly a lot of um a lot of support I I did it because I just I wanted to know I wanted to be sure in my own mind I was right I guess I don't know um so yeah I I didn't expect support yeah but is it I mean, look at it now um, with your children. You've discussed it with them, I take it. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And but they were talking about it before. Sorry, they well, they were talking about it before I'd even <laughs> before I'd even gone for a referral. Did they tell you? We've they'd be like, mum. They, yeah, well, but essentially, yeah, they'd be like, oh, they they'll laugh and they'll be like, oh, that's mummy's autism. Oh. Um, <laughs> like when I'm doing something they'll 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 laugh and yeah they'll laugh and that's mommy that's mommy's autism they've they've been saying it for ages ages and ages um so they've got their own little radars they're always right they're always right yeah (laughs) and is it nice is it like really lovely just to be like we're all autistic like yeah 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 it is actually um it does feel it does feel nice and I do feel like it gives me it gives me a really privileged opportunity to I guess to be a role model to them you know in terms of like well hey you know I get it I know we're all different we've all got our own wildly different needs however I get it 
you know we can we can look at this positively we can we can advocate for ourselves we can you know there's lots that we can do to make life comfortable and mm. you know so I do feel like it's it, it's given me a uh it's put me in a nice position um yeah. I know lots of lots of people might not not agree with that and you know I've had, I've had a bit of stick from time to time about talking about um being a happy autistic person and some people find that quite difficult because like I said everyone has got such wildly different needs um that it can be confronting for people who are who have really really struck who are really really struggling or have really really struggled um and in a lot of ways I'm very lucky that's not to say I I have that I haven't had my own struggles because I have but you know overall I'm quite optimistic um so yeah yeah well I think you should be as well because I think obviously everybody's um experience is different yeah you know um and even like earlier I was speaking to a friend of mine and we have quite positive outlooks on our children and their Mm. diagnosis whereas Mm. I've spoken to parents in the past who will say oh I just find that my child is um, autistic and I'm devastated or I've been in a yeah. state of depression so yeah. I guess you know everybody kind of takes it differently but yeah you feel yeah if you're happy within yourself yeah 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 and 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 I, I, I like I said, I've always sort of known that perhaps I approach um, life from a different viewpoint than a lot of people um, and that does put some people's nose out of joint but ultimately I've always been quite happy with the fact that that's the way I am and that's the way I look at things and I'm I'm kind of okay with that you know um and when you were speaking you're talking about your children's and their diagnosis and their needs one of the things you said was sensory processing disorder yeah um tell us a little bit about that um I do you know that has been one of the being autistic that's kind of like the headline you know like for 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 a lot of people but the sensory processing I, I have found has caused more difficulties for my children day to day almost in terms of like their comfort, um, clothing, labels, food, all those kind of things. Um, that, 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 that I think is one of the real shoes. I mean, you name it, not foggy weather that smells funny or, you know, there's so much to it. There are so many sort of sensory um components that can make life very uncomfortable for people um you know and your children do they have I'm taking that you know could mean children I've taught obviously and my own children <laughs> these sensory needs are not going to be matching so no, how on no, earth do no, you do you no. manage that and your yeah, own what? sensory needs <laughs> yeah I mean we, yeah we could not have more of a mixed bag of sensory sensory issues in this house I swear like my my youngest son is a sensory seeker he he wants noise and you know loads of physical like crashing banging jumping pushing my daughter is a complete sensory avoider um you know who doesn't like a lot of noise doesn't want to be jumped on doesn't want to be wrestled um thankfully my eldest son is kind of a mix so he can he can go between the two um 
yeah I mean it's it's a lot it's a lot mm. but we we're lucky because we have a sensory room so that does provide quite a lot of space and opportunity for um sensory input we are incredibly lucky with that so how do we all cope with Christmas because obviously with Christmas you have things that you know Santa's grotto and you know sometimes Santa himself <laughs> yeah. yeah so how is Isn't everyone it? in the household with coming up to the whole Christmas period because Christmas you know, yeah and Christmas yeah. is a sensory nightmare isn't it really for some people yeah like, yeah I've seen the changes already just as like November came even Halloween I hate Halloween and uh, you know just that just people decorating with you know things like that and like fireworks oh, I mean, fireworks, about fireworks. Yeah. How, how do you how do your kids cope with things like hate, fireworks, hate fireworks. Really? mine um again we've got a real mix one that's desperate to go and watch them um, one that c- couldn't imagine anything worse um, and you know a teenager who just thinks it's all just a complete waste of his waste of his time anyway um, you know um, we generally will try and find a balance so we'll go and watch fireworks but like from a distance or we're quite lucky where we are because from our front doorstep we could actually see we could actually see the we could see the fireworks at the football club, but they were like far enough away for it not to be, We've not to be that. an issue. Yeah, Sat in the but, car, yeah, with the windows yeah, yeah. up, so we could actually yeah. see it, but not yeah. hear it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, so what and about Christmas lights? Things like Christmas lights, trees, balls, the hustle and bustle of Christmas. Go, How... Let's go back to to Santa because this is one big mm. main thing in our house was Santa. Yeah, but with <laughs> the tooth fairy. Oh my goodness, my son was like, in the end, I just said to him, I said, it's not a thing. Like, it's definitely not a thing. Like, you don't yeah. need to keep asking questions about it. Let's just, yeah. let's just, let's just bury the tooth fairy right now because I can't <laughs> deal with you asking me why a woman's coming to collect children's teeth because actually that is really freaky. Like, why is a woman, a creepy yeah. woman coming in, going under his pillow at night, a stranger, talk to strangers yeah. Yeah. and taking children's teeth? Like, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I felt it, stupid it, for falling for it myself. It's like one step away from like some sort of bone collector. It's just no, horrible, horrible. I know. And then my daughter's like, it's because she makes her fairy castle. My son was like, from teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the catacombs in Paris. Have you ever been to there? I imagine it's like that. Loads and loads of teeth. Billions of teeth. Oh <laughs> God, it's horrible. But do you know what I do worry about is um I mean my my children do believe. Um I know Christelle you're in your family you don't do Santa Dia, but no, my mum told me when I was young, she's like, it's not real. <laughs> I was like, what? She's like, it's not real, it's not real. <laughs> oh, got, I like your mum. I do. Oh, I've got a lot, of, a lot of respect for that. Because yeah, she just called from the get-go. Yeah. But this is the thing, all like, do you know what I worry about now? It's because, yeah, it is believe. But what I worry about is when I get to the point where I tell them, you know, the truth here, like, uh, I don't know. With my You're son, a big liar, mum. Yeah, yeah, that's what I really worry. I'm really worried about that now. I don't think he will be able to, it'll take a lot of explaining. And obviously, I've got yeah. my other children to explain to him why 
And I know exactly what he's going to say. He's going to say, is God real? That's what he's going to say straight after. Well, they're, they're coming in with the big questions. Wow, well, yeah. It's all going to unravel. <laughs> That's it. That's going to be a very stressful day in my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, funny, we've just been having this conversation, actually, because my kids um, my kids know Father Christmas isn't isn't real. Um, again, it has just been, everyone's been completely different about what they what they needed or wanted ultimately my daughter in particular was absolutely terrified by the idea that someone was coming into our home um walking around our house I could see like it was distressing her and I was just like oh do you know what this is meant to be fun and and I'm knocking that right on the head because what is the point it's like it's like we we're we're dragged into these traditions that go on like generation after generation. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with Father Christmas at all, but it's, you can be almost like vilified if you're the parent that's like, actually, do you know what? This isn't, this isn't for us. You know, it's not real. People do not like it. If you, if you decide that's the way you're going with your kids. Mm. I, yeah, and and I, I just I think that's what's so sad though is that you do have people like this, families like this that still cast judgment and don't understand additional needs. Like, yeah, I've had it about Halloween. Oh, oh, he'd be alright. Just bring him along. Is he yeah. really happy about it? Yeah. and I'm like, yeah, no, because actually, even if my child, I don't know about yours, but even if yeah, he goes along to one of these Christmas parties or yeah. Halloween events or something yes. like that or goes to see Santa we will you know we will go and see Santa but things like a Christmas party things like that yeah 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 he'll go along and he'll be happy but afterwards when we bring him home we'll yes be yeah, the yeah, most yeah. meltdowny where he's masked and yeah all of that sensory overload is just you know combusted as soon as we walk through the door and we have to pick up that the pieces from yeah that because he and he's visually distressed because of everything that he's sort of absorbed and masked my son masks a lot yeah and i just think is it worth it like it's, yeah people, it is a lack of understanding but i always think and i always say just ask me just just ask us what, what goes yeah. on and then yeah. you'll understand yeah, yeah <laughs> absolutely and i think that's one of the single biggest barriers probably to autistic people being able to enjoy Christmas is that coercion into having to participate in everything that's going on because you know it's like oh well let them stay up late let them let them they don't need a bedtime but you know it's 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 Christmas we don't and that's all well and good in the moment but like you say the next day or later on that evening when it has all gone to hell they're not the ones picking up the pieces and the and the children are distressed and the parents are getting distressed and it's it's it but if you if you're like well no actually we are going to stick to this oh what a grinch what a grinch are you you know you can't yeah. even let them it, 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 but that's not how it is it's, it's a lack of understanding i think of the wider picture um mm. for a lot of families like us. yeah yeah mm. yeah some people I... might be fine they might be fine staying up till till 11 o'clock great lovely um my mine won't be mine just mm. won't be um and you know 
lots and lots and lots of children with the same and it's, it's well, the same you, as you just got you just got to do what's best for you to be honest and not really care about you know yeah. what anybody else has to yeah. say because at yeah. the end of the day you live with your family yeah and then you have to put up with everything that comes along with it. So yeah. Yeah. like Christmas dinner. Yeah. Um, yeah. My mum and, you know, people might go, why? What? Because she's like, yes, my son's having pasta for Christmas dinner. Yeah. That's what he's yeah. having. Because yeah. that's what he'll eat. And actually, for him to sit up a table with us and yes. eat yeah. is a lovely thing. Yeah. Rather than yeah. look at a plate of food that he does not want to eat and won't yeah. eat and gets distressed about because he doesn't like the sound of it yeah. or the look of it or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. I carry I carry noodles everywhere I go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like you say, everywhere. Yeah, it's it's what works for you. But do you find? But do, do you get like do you get like salty comments about it? Do people judge you for it? People try. People do try and pass comments, but I'm very bold now in being able to say what I need to say. Yeah, you know, because sometimes um, I bring his noodles. I know how he likes his noodles. And, you know, sometimes people, it's not with, the, with the bad intentions, but sometimes people want to help. So they'll say, oh, give me the noodles, I'll make it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I'll be yeah. like, no, no, it's fine. Um, it's fine, I know how to make it, how, how he likes it. Yeah. And one girl said to me one time, it's just noodles. Just noodles to you. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. And I said, it's just, I said, I said, just know, if it's not the right temperature, yeah. if there's too much liquid, if you haven't crushed it in the right way, he will not eat it yeah so if you want me to show you how to make it I can show you how to make it yeah you know or some people be like oh but have you tried um him with anything else well obviously I have I haven't chosen noodles for him you know as a no this is like yeah 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 yeah. you know so so people do come I think and then I always say to people you know you might think you know best but unless you have a child with specific needs yeah instead of judging try and learn and understand yeah yeah you know and I, I do find that usually people are like oh yeah no I didn't mean anything by it and it's fine you know but I, I am very <laughs> bold and loud with it now yeah you know, because yeah. I, I did get to a point remember me there's a time where I was so upset because we were having this um mm. was it a sleep therapy oh yes yeah with um my borough uh, but the sleep therapy it involved a lot of them knowing like his routine um, the kind of things that he ate, etc. Yeah. And I just felt like the lady that was leading it was very judgmental. Right. So she would say, okay, mom, tell me like what kind of snacks is he like? You know? And I say, oh, okay, the things he likes, he likes um mulukuna, but it has mm. to be something like you know the ones with the chocolate and vanilla balls because he likes the crunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and then she yeah, and then she she'd say, Oh, okay, more sugar then, right? Yeah. Oh, and it's like oh. everything. Everything I said, she would make those kind of comments. And you know what? I let her have it. I said to her, "Don't judge me because you asked me what is he like." Yeah, I'm yeah. telling you what he likes. Yeah, and you're making comments. And I was fine. I was very, you know, oh, stern with her. I came on the phone to Misha, and I was like, "Yeah, she just made me feel like such a bad parent." Oh yeah, my god, yeah, you yeah. know, <laughs> I was yeah. so I was so upset because yeah. it's you know you always kind of get that. Yeah. You know, people yeah. always, you know, judging, are you making the right decisions for your child? Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So after a while, I just had to kind of say, you know what, I know him best. Yeah. So I don't really care what anybody else I says. I think that comes after a, a, quite a few years, isn't it, as well? Like, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, think, yeah. You know, after the initial sort of diagnosis uh, of your children, then I think that's a, a little while 
you know, through experiences and meeting these people, I think you kind of have to meet people like that and people that haven't got that awareness to actually yeah. to give you that sort of tougher exterior, not tough, yeah. but like, you know what? You know, I think, think the comment I hate the worst approached this differently next time. Oh, thank <laughs> you so much, Blossom. Where can we find you on Instagram? We need you back on uh, to tell us more because I, I can't believe we was only a seven minute episode before. This is why, this is why we, we just can't stop talking <laughs> today, but um, where can people go and find you over on Instagram and, and what's when your socials at blossoming autism on it on instagram that's 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 me <laughs> that's 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 the beginning middle and end of my uh of my <laughs> social media oh thanks so much and uh we'll speak to you soon and we wish you a very merry christmas, merry christmas. and to you thank <laughs> you for having me thanks so much bye right. bye bye bye